Ben Griper, 718 339 6020 or 347-563-0951. Begin a little bit with safety, <coughs> which is urgent, especially now we have Purim coming and Pesach coming. And it's very, very crucial. And Purim concerning the drinking, concerning the driving. It's very, very important that we keep aware and start speaking to the children and family members about it. Especially drinking and driving is definitely totally off base. And as you ride in the streets and you walk in the street, to be very, very careful. It's such a time of simcha and simcha. We have to make sure it's totally simcha before, during, and after. Pace like two coming with fire of the chumets. It's uh, also urgent now, even so talking about the flames on the stove, not leaving hot water on the stove where a kid could bang into it and it can fall on him. Any sort of burns, fires, to be careful. Even get speed dial for that solar on your phone. And this is all very important now in the upcoming days. <clears throat> First, we're going to begin with a true story from it seems like a Talmud of the Vilnagoyen in the Sefer Olenli Shabayach as far as exact it was a Talmud of the Vilnagoyen but we're going to begin with this and hopefully we can gain some strength story of a, a man was in a boat with his two children and the boat capsized and they were drowning so he got the two little ones on his back, one on one side, one on the other. And the father started swimming to a shore. And as he was going, he long way to go, and he really couldn't make it. He couldn't make it. And he said to one of his children, I, I have to let you go. I have to let you go. And it was crying from both sides, both sides, both sides. Tatiaki, let me go. And he'd cry also. And finally she said to him, Tati, I have no other Tati than you. No other Tati than you. No one else could t save me. No other Tati. And the father heard that. He realized it was the truth and he kept swimming, made it to shore and collapsed. <clears throat> the two children were saved. Seems later on when the girl was getting married that the father said to her, remember those words you said, there's no other Tati. Whenever a person's in dire need and the situation is desperate or an everyday activity, remember there's no other Tati, he was saying to his daughter, there's only one in the heaven, there was only one G.O.D. who was taking care of business. And only one you can you have to look to. The only one can save you. There's no other Tati. And those words are very, very powerful. And it's very interesting. It's a part of our lives that we have to go over, over with Hamuna. And not only <clears throat> when everything is hard and difficult, which every day we have our moments, but also, my Miller used to say, through Simcha. He said, Tati, no other Tati. Story one of 
Rilla's grandsons told recently, and many have heard it, that Rilla's aid them, they, just, they would live in the same house. So one time, one of the grandchildren was in the Rilla's apartment, heard the grandfather come up and hid, and the scene he saw was just incredible. Walked in, first complimented the red apple, the redness, which came off the tree. And then when he took the apple, Red Millie, his fingers started looking at her. The fingers, they hold the apple. And I'm being very short, but arichis and long discussion and talking to no other Tati, only one Tati. And the rebel was speaking to the Tati. And he took a bite. Say first Yaakov, and then the bite, each bite was a discussion. And then, and the they went back to learning. But this is the way, too, we can say there's no other Tati, no other Tati, no other Tati. This is important, there's a general concept we have to keep going over and over and over. To have a Shem in our lives as much as possible. We've mentioned many times, Mepachelko moments, just to stop. Now stop, look what happened in the morning, look what's happening now. To get a little grasp on, it's okay. A lot of things happen so far okay. And to know it's only the Tati. No other Tati, no other Tati. Go over and over. So that's the general. The statement we have to... To realize not only know the Tati, but we're always in front of Kaddish Baruch Hu. Always in front of the Creator. And this has to build our awareness. If a person becomes aware and aware, how can a person yell at his wife? How can a person say certain things? How can a certain <coughs> cheating business? How can a person do a lot of things that we do we wouldn't do? We have a whole different control system we'd have. So it's a good project to work on. Part two we spoke about a little last week concerning the palace. This is also crucial. That was a story concerning, first of all, in the Chet Egel, after the Chet, it said the Jewish people were in a veil this morning. So one rabbi, Rabbi Yishol, said that when Mephoshim, why availus? It should say, Charata, regret means just somebody, you could always fix it up. Mourning usually means, I'm lost, Yish, I give up hope. And the mushal the rabbi brought was the following. <clears throat> man had a dream of a lifetime to build the palace. And he started saving money and working and working and working day and night, day and night, day and night. And as he built, he built his income. Eventually had enough money for the palace. He went to the contract and showed the contract the money. The money contract said you have enough money for the tools and the material, but not for the manpower, not for the workers. <clears throat> he was destroyed. He says, no, I'm going to build it. And he got you and me and all his friends, and he started building that palace. They built it, <clears throat> and they were building, building. And it was almost finished, and he's hammering away, and the last hammer, he missed. He fell down to the ground on his back in excruciating pain. 
And he said, it fell, it fell. I'm a failure, I'm a failure. <clears throat> I give up hope. I tried my best, and now I'm a failure, a failure. So a man came over to him and said, no, 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 buddy, you fell, but your palace is still there. Your palace is still there. I was talking to boys this week about that. You know, every boy and girl in Shiva Beshakov, they're building palaces, davening, and then learning, then Gunmidos, and other Chesedika acts, and more learning, and more Tehillim, and honoring the parents, building such palaces. Every child today is building a palace beyond. And once in a while, there's a patch. Once in a while, a window breaks. I told the boys, no, you failed for that moment. But it's not give up hope. The palace you're still building, you're in action. And this is what we have to think. And same with parents. It's crucial. A parent is building palaces. First of all, there's two kind of ways to make a tikkun. One to yourself, when you're being challenged. Usually the big challenge is today something against your rutzon. <coughs> or something didn't do something you want. Or you expected something he didn't do or she didn't do. Anything against our will or says something against we can't take. It becomes anger boils. Unless you have control, anger is, is so dangerous. People yelling at each other, putting down each other. That's that's something we this is this is <coughs> has to change. Not saying it's a general rule. Even if it's one person, we have to stop. It's so hard because we're being tested day and night. Before marriage, you tested. So who do you yell at when you when you get married? Then who do you yell at? Your mate. He's the blame. Or she's the blame. Or your children the blame. Parents the blame. Who else is the blame? That's one thing on yourself to work on oneself. We have to talk about that. You're building the palace within. That structure within. And the second thing is to others. Shem gives us opportunities every encounter to encourage others to help others. Unfortunately, it could be to destroy others. So what happens is you're giving that opportunity. That person has to receive this encouragement. And you decide not to do it, maybe do the opposite. So what happened was that someone else will give them that encouragement if that's what's supposed to get. And a person does something he shouldn't have done, that's a problem too. Everyone's getting exactly what Hashem wants. The question is, we're put in situations to succeed, and we could be the one. Hashem picks us to be the one to make the ticker and to fix up the other person, to help the other person. And if you don't take advantage, so then someone else will do it. And the person will put someone down. When a person does that, that person is supposed to get that yell somehow, somehow some recognition that he's not doing right or some recognition of something. So you don't want to be the one to do it, though. You don't want to be the one to do it. So a person, <clears throat> again, we're building palaces, palaces, palaces. And I mentioned last week, I, one man told me, he's his son with his newly wed wife and he says he 
told me, it looks like I speak to my wife. And he saw him cleaning. He said, I said, and doesn't remember the boy cleaning when he was young. There's so many things. One daughter said to her father, I want to be like you, Abba. I want to marry someone like you, Abba. Why? Because I never saw you fight with mommy. These are all things that are put. These are part of the palace that you're building in your child. You have to know every word you say, everything you do is a forever business. You have to contemplate that. And we just mentioned, so first, a person should start with his own palace and think. <clears throat> Everyone goes over his day or her day. You'll realize you really are building a tremendous structure. Morning, you wake up early, how to dive in with concentration, take the hillum, get the children ready, get yourself ready for school. All this is a certain avoda. You're building, building that palace inside of you. Building, building. Not only mitzvahs, but strength in the right way of thinking, right way of living. That's why every day a person we said last week should go over, over his day, her day, and see how to improve it. Not say I'm nothing, I wasted time. Most people are very, very busy. Go over how to make it better. How do you work better as far as acting better, speaking better, listening more, doing more, learning more, dominating more, whatever it is. So that criteria <clears throat> will give you strength. And you have to know you're building your own superstructure. It's there, it's there. Because that strength you have will be able will enable you to deal with ad, adversaries, will deal with conflict. Because we have to throw out anger out the window. We have to throw it out. We have to throw it out, especially when words are said that are harsh. Because what happens is in a, in a home... Mommy gets upset. So children, see, mommy's upset. But the Abba, the Tati, the Daddy decides to come back. The whole foundation of the building. The children's palace is being is shaking. I know people, unfortunately, married, and they had foundation where parents divorced right before, and they were brought up in, unfortunately, a fighting home. And until this day, they have their own children and families the women and the men who had such a thing, they're suffering. There's a struggle, there's a struggle in life. And some don't recognize. If you recognize, then you can work on it. There's possibilities to work on things. But don't put, be the one to put something in your children. It shouldn't be there. So it's crucial as <clears throat> you realize that your actions your way you respond, again, to start a life. We mentioned this now again, to get a Kodesh Baruch in our lives. And second, to work on our midos, work on ourselves, looking at the good things you do and how to make it better. Feel good, feel good. Feel you have things to do. Agus Nefesh every day is a, a test. That's what you're supposed to have. And then, how to put... He's good. See, what happens is children get the good. I've seen parents that unfortunately didn't get along so well. But later on when I saw the children, the children did get the good from the father. He was sweet to father. Mother had other words for him. And the other way around. So the, the children will get good from you. 
and even siblings, even parents and children and friends, people get things. They get a lot of the good people do, especially children to parents. So whatever you're doing, everybody, is a forever deal. And we have to build that palace. That's why to start to start learning how to be calm. Again, first is you, then there's techniques. When you come into the house, when you deal with others, be realistic, expect the unexpected. Even when it's expected, we can't take anymore. But to have manuchas and nefesh when you walk in, to say to yourself, I'm going to be calm, I'm going to be calm. I'm not going to let anything bother me. I had numb, numb, numb. I mentioned so many times the parameter of a good father and husband when he comes in has to be not scared, has to be, comes in, Abba's home, Tali's home. And ah, he's going to save the day. Doesn't mean everyone calms down right away, everything's like perfect. But be something. Like David Amelik, the king always got yelled at and help, help. You're coming, you're going to get those yells, everybody. But that's Superman. And if you miss something, Superman gets yelled at. But it's okay. That's part of making the greatest you can be. That's why Hashem made it. So man can become the greatest he can be. He comes in. Idea of numb, of nukes and nefesh. I'm not, I'm going to come in and again create the situation and not let the situation create me. It's urgent, urgent. You come in, even when <clears throat> inside you're angry, inside frustrated, maybe you didn't sleep enough. Most of the time it's our fault with every time we respond. Because if you're irritated inside or had a hard day, then a little touch from the outside, you get irritated too. That's why it's very important to work on the inside. Before you walk in, you walk around the block a few times, whatever it is. And the women too try to pray up their husband a little bit to take a little break somehow. Even if it's in the bathroom, anything, just take a little break to try to get the, the minutes and nefesh. And then create. You walk in and you can create a good wife situation. You can create a situation with the children. And it's so fascinating how this could be done. That if you realize this again, to be realistic, and expect unexpected, and you're going to be tested day and night all the time, and a tested for you, for you, and also for others to help fix up others too. But there's a big thing. So you come in, it's messy. There's ways to turn things around and say, wow, business is booming here. I see there's a happy home. And there's no supper on the table. But you see, you know, your wife is busy cleaning. Ma, I don't know how you do it. And you go help her help with the supper. There's so many ways you can come in and create. Because you're, you're being tried. You know, Shem is looking at you. After 120, Shem's going to ask you, how are you? And you're, oh, I blame this one. I blame nothing, no one to blame. You were tested, and this is what you did. Not only that, it went into your children too, and others too. So it's important that even the most unexpected situations come in. We always mention <clears throat> the no tension zone. You come in with an encouragement, 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 everybody. And you come in with, yes, sure, Simon says, Simon says. 
Come in, validate, validate everyone's feelings, everyone's words. And the wife, too, can create, create, create situations. It's hard with a lot of emotions. Someone mentioned to me the other day, I don't know how true it is. Certain survey was saying when a wife, woman gets angry and she might yell, it seems eventually that calms her down. That's what it was said. When a man yells, it seems like he gets more angry. That's what I heard. I don't know true or not, how long it lasts. But whatever we fit, whatever category, we have to be very, very careful. But the routines, the second commandment of Miller's marriage commandments, it's also, just the other day, about a month ago, a man said uh, him and his wife had uh, difficulties. So I told the one story a long time ago at work, so tried it again. The idea a person, see, each party knows already what the other feels about you. For example, I told number of times a couple came and he complained about nagging and I spent she spends money and she, she complained he never takes her out and always too busy and then when I met them after asking them why they got married and complimenting each other guess how him to him how he be, could be a better husband said exactly what she said I could take her out I can have you send you with money and she said I could stop nagging him <clears throat> they know, and most couples know already. So just tell your wife over and over again, every day, clean this, do this, or your husband every day, do this, do this. It's, it's, it's useless. It's only creating tension. You have to think of another way. He knows already what to do. He knows already what bothers you. She knows already what bothers you. Everyone knows already. So there has to be another system. Many times, you'll, through honey, and through the actions, a person can change. So uh, about a month ago, it seemed a very difficult situation. So the same thing was Thursday. Man received a phone call. He was told the following. Thursday, you come home. Make sure you clean a little bit. Maybe clean the kitchen. So when your wife wakes up in the morning, she sees effort, effort. She'll, she'll recognize it. And then the next day, come home, and you worked hard, walk in that house, and again, there's no tension. And yes, 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 Simon says. And Simon says just means what you say is important to me. What you say is important to me. You're the Superman, remember. Even if something said against you again, valid, I hear your point. And then right away, you have, you're creating situations. You're going to get that broom out, whatever's necessary. Work with the children, get them going too. And then I mentioned <clears throat> with that, make sure you prepare something for the Shabbos table, something to say. And make sure Shabbos table is singing, the children on your lap. It's a big time party. And Shabbos afternoon is a given, it's a chiyav. You have to have a Shabbos party. Tell the children on Friday already. And the Shabbos party with stories, let the wife rest. And <clears throat> I told him, you're working, keep working hard. Received a call Sunday, a couple of days later. 
He said it was unbelievable. The Shabbos was unbelievable. Everyone was so happy. And I said the idea of attention, appreciation, and affection takes effect this way. And this is not over. It's Sunday, I said to him, you go home from work, same thing. Walk in, encouragement, Simon says, and validate, and you're ready to save the day. Ready to save the day, create the situation. And if there's Torah, if there's singing, you want to put him some perm perm music already. And this is only one Shabbos, the whole life was turned around because he did what a man was supposed to do. And we said many times, women's routines too are so important. In the morning, he gets up early, a little note next to his, you know, his coffee, or the coffee already made for him except for the hot water. And then when he gets up, he sees a note. Have a good day. I know you work hard. I we all appreciate it. You just made your man fly into fly. And then he goes to work. You can give him a cold during the day. Nice hello and how he's doing. And then when he comes home, have a little spread. Have a little spread for him. Have a little spread. There's nothing wrong. Nothing wrong. Cake, watermelon, whatever it is. And I tell you, it's the same. The story's like this. This was done. Where it looked like she couldn't take it anymore. He couldn't take it anymore. All of a sudden, this was done. And I remember... And it was like a Thursday night, and all of a sudden, Shabbos, and again, the lady turned the whole thing around. The whole thing around. The whole thing around. So this is all so possible, everybody. But this is how you're building the palace. Because as you're doing this, there's a camera watching you. You know, the old cash video cameras is watching you. And everything you do, your child is watching watching everything you say and you do and you not speeches and not uh, don't do this, don't do this. Three weeks ago, someone called and husband's very outside world, special, special, special. What comes in, do this, say this, sit here, how come this is this, how come this is this? Very critical. I told him, be critical in a positive way. <laughs> come in, oh, instead of when the children are on the couch are doing homework, you go, oh, hello. No, you praise the homework. You praise sitting on the couch. You praise that the, the bed was made. Any praise, any praise first. Everything he seems like he's doing wrong, but in, but one thing he's doing is his pants, his shirt is tucked in, or it's just hanging out. Praise. And ask him how your day was. <clears throat> I told the story a long time ago. Many times with children in school too, and teachers should know, and we do know. <clears throat> The story where a boy came home from yeshiva and his home, and he was, the children, parents were surprised. He was very angry, got crayons that are writing over here, writing on the wall. And the father looked and, and said, stop, and try to punish him. And I don't know if he gave him a patch or not, I'm not sure what, but eventually when the end of the day, the father went over to him and the boy came over and he said, what happened today? The boy said, my Rebbe yelled at me. The father could have saved the day hours before by going over to the son while he seemed like he was doing wild thing or she was not listening, whatever it is. A little hug and stay next to the child and say, what, what happened? How was your day? 
And he was sent home. Rebbe yelled. And that would have been a discussion. No crayons, no mischief. A whole different world. So you can create, create. And everything the parent does seeps and seeps and seeps and into themselves, into their own, own homes. Be very careful, parents. But again, anger. You have to throw it out the window, most dangerous thing. No one mentioned a man who yells in his home is not only maybe in temporary insanity, but it could be a, a sin you can never be forgiven. <coughs> and again, women have to be careful too. These are big things. You have to work on everybody. I'm talking to myself, talking to others. Control that anger. If the anger inside, okay, maybe take a walk. Like shower. Just try to walk around the block again. Or if you can't at that time, prepare for it. Every day you know you come in really tense. Or you know when your husband comes home, it's a tense time. He comes home from work, he needs this, whatever it is. So prepare. Do something to yourself. Man, I can have a little donut. A woman has a little donut before her husband comes in. She's a little more relaxed. Always puts on some nice music or say something to him, whatever it is. But we have to get this out of the homes. We have to get it out, throw it out. And again, if one party is very upset, the other party has to decide not to ever, ever, ever talk back. And somehow, <clears throat> a lushin can be after a little argument, I'm sorry it happened. In other words, the person to say, I'm wrong, <coughs> very, very hard. I think it's a great thing to do because you can't lose by it. But would say I'm wrong, most cannot. Especially when the emotions are going, that's what couples right away. See when emotions, when you say something to your wife, right away she goes, what do you mean? So by the tone, you know the discussion's pretty much hopeless. Or you say to your husband, he goes, what do you want from me? All of a sudden, at that moment, stop conversation, stop discussion, whatever it is. It's dealing with emotions already. And it's going to get bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And then one party has to stop and stop as soon as you can. Again, you have to think about ways to fix things. But catch it, catch it. The next command we mentioned about making peace as soon as possible. It's like a disease. <clears throat> You're not lighting your house on fire. <clears throat> very, very important. Make peace, make peace. I'm going to get along, get along, get along, anything. What happens is the foundation, children, everyone likes to be in the home this way. Becomes a place, especially today, there's so many pulls, pulls, and the best of families, pulls, pulls to watch things, to see things, to do things, anyway to get you happy in a short moment. So avoid, avoid, as soon as you see anything, emotions, or no, or the eyeballs going up, just avoid that. And again, <laughs> saying I'm wrong is fine. <clears throat> I'm sorry. But also, just responding, I, I'm sorry it happened. You can't say sorry because you're sorry it happened. You wish there wasn't an argument, wrong or right, or whatever is wrong and right. And remember, right and wrong is not the issue. Never is the issue. Shalom is the issue. Get into it, bang into it, bang into it. But I'm frustrated, I'm frustrated, I can't take it. So that's something we have to get back to step one again. No other tati, only tati and shamayim.
And to go over your smell pechelko from your, you know, for your day, your body, your health, your family, your food, and things like that. And go over the palace you're building every day with your davening, learning, good deeds. You're building a palace and think about how to make it better. Focus, focus, focus. Focus, focus. Because it's uh, it's necessary. A whole family, every child's at stake, at stake with all this. So as we go along this route, an idea of, like we mentioned, loyalty. Remember, loyalty means chizuk, chizuk, is encourage, 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 encourage. <clears throat> this way, <clears throat> we can have strength, have strength, but the, again, <clears throat> to work, concentrate, and realize we have to make a tikkun to ourselves. Getting angry is not the other person's fault. The angry is working on a tikkun on ourselves. We have to think about how, how, how. <coughs> prepare beforehand, prepare ourselves to gain strength. Like I mentioned, if a man walked in a house and someone said, you won the trillion dollar lottery. No matter what, what the wife said, he won, I don't know, couldn't get him angry so fast. Or she just won the trillion dollar lottery and he walks in, I don't know if she can get angry. I don't think so. So we got to get into our head, the trillion dollar lottery, we won. More than that. And every day to be able to serve Hashem and the learning and the working and the chesed with the mouth, with the thoughts, with the actions. Can you imagine opportunity we have, everybody? Every day, our service to Hashem to go full steam ahead, make a tikkun, fix ourselves, and try to put us in situations to help others. You have a situation to help others. And as you're building yourself, you're building eternity. You're building... So let's all go vaita, <clears throat> have strength. We shall be masliach, the oncoming days, the oncoming months. Aslocha Rabba and everything. Rukni is Gashmi. This has been the young grape. It's 718 or 437 563